Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. Almost 90% of Vision's income is free will donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. Knowing we can rely on regular gifts each month takes some of the guesswork out of operating a faith ministry. Monthly givers who share our mission are called Visionary Extra Mile Partners. And right now, you're invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters. The amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you. What is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach Australia for the gospel. Click the banner at vision.org.au or in the Vision app to find out more about becoming a Visionary Extra Mile Partner. It only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, you might have had the privilege of participating in the National Day of Prayer and Fasting on the weekend. You might also be surprised to know that there are some other really fabulous prayer movements and some that have been going for longer than any of us have been alive. One I want to draw attention to today is called the World Day of Prayer. Now, the World Day of Prayer is an international ecumenical Christian lay women's initiative. It's run under the motto, Informed Prayer and Prayerful Action, and is celebrated annually in, catch this, over 170 countries on the first Friday in March. So it's coming up this coming Friday. Well, the movement aims to bring together women of various races, cultures and traditions in a yearly common day of prayer, as well as in closer fellowship, understanding and action throughout the year. And Jill Whitehouse is joining us. She's National Liaison Officer for Australia for the World Day of Prayer and a retired Salvation Army officer too. Hello, Jill. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. It's lovely to be with you. Well, Jill, 170 countries around the world, and I've got to draw attention to just how long this prayer gathering has been happening annually, dating back to 1887. It's a long history. It is a long history, yes. And in Australia, it's been over 90 years. So in that time, has it continued to flourish? I mean, how many locations around the country this year are going to be participating? Approximately 800, either churches, chapels, nursing homes, schools, but at least 800 locations. Well, it makes it a major prayer event, doesn't it? 800 locations. And yes. this is where you've got cities and towns, uh, yes. with all with their individual organisers or organising committees, bringing together a cross-section of Christian women from throughout the community to actually have a prayer gathering on this particular day. That's right, yes. Worship together, have a cup of tea together, so that it's a, not only a day of prayer, but it's a day of fellowship as well. Jill, what does it look like uh, when women are gathered together for prayer on this one day each year? Well, to me, it looks good. Could I add that once upon a time we were known as the Women's World Day of Prayer, but back in the 60s it became the World Day of Prayer almost universally, so that these days we like to encourage men to come and to participate if they so choose to do. 
Well, I was going to ask you, is there a men's day of prayer? Because uh, it started off, as you say, as a women's day of prayer, but no longer does it have that, uh, that sort of isolation for women alone, but men are invited to participate. Men are invited to come, but the organisation is still um, done by women. This is because there are still some countries in the world where women don't have a great deal of say in what happens, so that we have may we keep women in charge of World Day of Prayer, so that in those countries uh, they have a voice. Now, this is an important aspect, isn't it? Because here we are in Australia and in our relative freedom, and uh, women might say, well, uh, why would I want to participate in something which is a women's day and organised by women alone? But being in solidarity with women in other cultures who don't have opportunity for leadership, there's an important dimension to all of that. Yes, it's, it's a very a very big, a very important uh, aspect of it all. Now, when we talk 170 countries, uh, are we talking countries where sometimes they're closed, uh, mission opportunities not quite as easy, uh, where there's uh, high levels of persecution of Christian believers? Are there yes. women who are gathering together in those countries? Yes, yes. Only a couple of years ago, the service was prepared in Egypt, and Christians don't get an easy time in Egypt. No, and uh, in Egypt, uh, women are quite suppressed. And the different problems that women face in different cultures, I imagine that this, this sort of thing comes uh, on a prayer list of the particular needs that some women might have. The, the, the service always includes the, the things that people of the country who prepare the service ask us to pray for. But it seems to me that over the last few years, uh, the predominant concern is uh, domestic violence. It's universal and women praying together are uh, believing God to intervene and to change cultures, uh, change uh, the domestic violence culture that happens in so many countries on the face of the earth. Yes, and some of the projects that World Day of Prayer puts into place are at this point in time educating men and young boys about the right way to treat women. Now, there is a theme each year. Uh, this year, the theme is prepared in the Philippines. Uh, so what's happening here in Australia in those 800 centres where there'll be people praying in the World Day of Prayer is coming from a coordinated centre in the Philippines. What sort of flavour does it have this year? The flavour is, is from the Philippines. The Philippine women have put it together and they have told us or they have suggested what they want us to pray for, how they want us to pray, the scripture they want us to read and uh, the, the uh, literature which we produce each year gives a history of the country um, and, as I said, the, the things that the, the folk of the Philippines ask us to pray for. Uh, Jill, has there been a year when the Australian women have had the privilege of being able to help to coordinate the Global Day? Yes, Australia did the service in 1958 and the service in 1986 and we are looking that in the reasonably near future we will be able to submit a service prepared by Australia's First People. And, of course, this year there is a theme. Uh, the theme is, am I being unfair to you? To you. Uh, what does that mean? Well, they, they are 
basing it on a biblical story uh, where the women are feeling that they are, are unfairly treated in so many situations, but they're coming to the um, the scripture about the uh, where Jesus is talking to disciples about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out several times in the day to hire workers for his vineyard and paid each one a denarii for the day. In times of unemployment, we celebrate the more workers that more workers were hired over the course of the day. However, if we come, we had come first we'd probably complain for receiving the same wages, the one who came hired last. And so it's looking at the way that people are being unfairly treated or are they being unfairly treated. We're talking about the World Day of Prayer and it's coming up this Friday. Jill Whitehouse is our guest. She's National Liaison Officer for Australia, also a retired Salvation Army officer. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. Taking a little time to talk about a big prayer initiative, a prayer initiative that will involve 170 countries, and it's this Friday, the World Day of Prayer. Our guest talking through some of these issues is the National Liaison Officer for Australia, Jill Whitehouse, is with us. Jill, we've been talking about the prayer initiative this Friday. It's being prepared by women in the Philippines is that a challenge uh, for people and women in different cultures to be able to, you know, get onto the right uh, feeling, the right atmosphere, the right way that that prayer might be directed? What are your feelings about uh, about going along with the Philippines uh, directives for how the prayer day will work? I think that we in Australia have a difficulty, often, aligning our thoughts to the, the prayers that they the, or the prayer subjects that they the folk of the other countries introduce because we don't understand we know don't know anything of the struggles that they go through and so it's hard for us to put ourselves in their mindset and the 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 idea of the service is that they do try to set out what they what their problems really are so that our prayer can be informed you mentioned earlier that our motto is informed prayer, prayerful action, so that the, the service that we have from them tries to inform us of their situation so that our prayer can be uh, meaningful and any action that we take will do with a prayerful attitude. Jill, it is an ecumenical prayer gathering too, and ecumenical means there'll be a whole lot of churches, different denominations gathering together. Are there sometimes differences of understanding about prayer that some that need to be resolved? Usually it's all checked out to make sure that we don't sort of have any great problems in, in this regard. Of course, we all, some of us have different ideas to, to others, but no, it, it doesn't seem... Occasionally we get the, the, the letter of complaint or, or something like that, but usually everything moves along quite nicely. Is there a debrief that goes on after the Global Day of Prayer to keep a track of just how significant uh, gatherings are in 170 countries? I'm sure that's a big deal, uh, but uh, I guess it gets easier as technology increases and people can report in. Is, is there a way well, we, that uh, you can keep up to date with things as they, as they we, develop? We do our best to do this. Uh, we get from our headquarters in New York um, a report sheet, which seems to go on forever sometimes, and each state secretary completes the report to the best of their ability, sends it to me. It's my responsibility then to compile those six reports into one report for Australia, and we submit that then to the head office in New York. 
uh, some of that material then is produced in um, a booklet which comes out each year so that we can see what's been happening around the world. And Jill, when people are gathering this Friday and they're going to enjoy a time of prayer together and it'll be a formal time and as we talked about, it'll have been something that's been prepared in the Philippines but there's 169 other countries that will be perhaps just uh, trying to get the cultural uh, intricacies of that right. Uh, But there's a broader part of what you'll be doing on the prayer day and you mentioned that it is a time of fellowship. It's a time for people to get together and to greet and meet with one another and to actually come into the courts of the Lord in a united way. Yeah, quite often our lives are so busy. We have our own church affiliations. We go to our own services. We do our own things within our own church. And we we see the people in another church down the way, but we don't have a great deal to do with them. Not because we don't choose to, but just the way it's the way of life. But on World Day of Prayer Day, the folk from all the different churches get together and they can chat about things and share things that are happening within their own denominational circle and so on and so forth. So that it build up a, a, a lovely relationship so that if they see one another in the street, I know that lady, I met her at World Day of Prayer. And is it something that some people are making this their annual pilgrimage activity, that they never miss the World Day of Prayer? Have you got people who are on your list who've been doing this for decades? Oh, yes. I attended my first World Day of Prayer in Broken Hill in 1956. (laughs) And I can tell you to this day that that service was based on this will be one flock and one shepherd. Wow. In John's Gospel. And I did note uh, on one website where I was looking at detail about the World Day of Prayer Uh, There is one site that actually lists all of the themes that go right back to uh, the very beginning and uh, a very impressive array of themes that there have been for the World Day of Prayer over that time since 1887. And uh, excited about the fact that it's been going in Australia since the 1920s and that this is another year where, no doubt, you'll be hoping uh, that there'll be a whole fresh batch of people who'll turn up on the day and be ready to participate in the World Day of Prayer. What's your encouragement to people who have never been along to one of these events before uh, to get involved this Friday? I'd like to encourage folk to come along and, and, and uh, see what happens, to be part of it. Uh, it'll open your eyes to what happens in other parts of the world and just to fellowship with other other Christian folk. And Jill, I should say that there are 800 uh, locations around the country, so I'm not going to be able to list them all. We'll need to point people to a website uh, where they can download a list of those particular prayer gatherings in their state, in their That's community. Right, yes. Worlddayofprayeraustralia.org. And right. uh, there's. <laughs> yes, uh, worlddayofprayeraustralia.org. Jill Whitehouse is our guest. Jill is the National Liaison Officer for Australia. And Jill, just uh, so appreciate you sharing your heart. And uh, it is a big event, and all the best for that on Friday. Could I just suggest, uh, add, Neil, that in Australia, in addition to the traditional service, which the Philippine folks send to us. We prepare services for children and a bridged service for use in aged care facilities, suggested material for youth services and contemporary worship, as well as Bible studies on the scriptures suggested in the service outline. And that can also be viewed on the the web. Okay, there's lots of resources there. Secretary in your state 
and get something sent to you. Wonderful. Jill Whitehouse, thanks for updating us on some great things to do with the World Day of Prayer this week. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.